And welcome to the Two Medics podcast. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, mah.uk.com for medical accountancy needs and also to lifelinehealthcaregroup.co.uk for the best locum rates. Hi, and uh, welcome to the Two Medics podcast. I am Drushikan Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar subspecialising in intervention. And uh, my name's Imran Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist um, working in Basildon and Thurrock Hospital. I, don't, I never normally say where I work. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, Thurrock. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Thurrock yeah. is like the kind of forgotten part, like forgotten sister of Basildon. Like, <laughs> also the well, title. Everyone just says Basildon. Well, now it's actually changed again to be like MSC groups on like Mid and South Essex. So it's not even that no, really? anymore. So every time I God. get letters like MSC, MSC, I'm going to rabbit on at MSC. So it's yeah. the MSC now, MSC group. And things change so quickly in this world. Do you think it's um, Do you think it's positive? Do you think it's good to have like to really ham up the Essex connection? I'm not so sure. Essex is cool, isn't it? No, man, Essex no. is cool. Uh, yes, it is. Every really? time I drive drive into Essex, I see. I don't know if you, anyone who's been to Basildon, you see the Basildon sign, which is, I think they're trying to make it look like the Hollywood sign, but oh, it's like the Hollywood sign, but with the word Basildon on it, and it's just as glamorous. It's just as glamorous. Is it? I drive, yeah, man, this is the place. Las Vegas is a bit ironic, and <laughs> Essex. I mean, what what do you think about when like when you say the word Essex, though? I well, the thing is, yeah, obviously there's the stuff that you see on the media. But I'm always going to have a bit of a like a warm feeling towards it because it, it gives my life, doesn't it? I mean, the people of Essex supports <laughs> yeah. me in my in what I get up to, and the department I work in seem to like what I get up to. So uh, it's all good, man. I love the place. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure I'd move there. I mean, I have thought about it, but I, I quite like being in Northwest London yeah. mainly because I grew up in the area. So I don't think I'll ever. I don't. I doubt I'll ever move. Really, in truth, yeah. A creature of habit. Maybe that's what I am. Yeah. yeah. How you been, man? Well, I was going to say good, but I wasn't good. Uh, last week, like I had nights. Well, I was supposed to have nights, and over my birthday, I was a bit like, "Oh, I'll be doing nights on my birthday," and then mm. I had DMV, which was awful <laughs> again. I mean, the thing is that actually, again, I mean, the thing is that I always have. I have a constant. I have constantly bad bowels anyway, but like mm. the baseline is bad anyway. So generally speaking, DNV doesn't tend to hit me so bad because I'm like, this is just normal. But mate, I, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Like at one point, there's just there's vomit in every room in the house, and it's just oh god. Wow. I was. Wow. But it did mean that I was off for my birthday, off sick. But and I wasn't actually actively diarrheaing or vomiting on my birthday but it did mean that I was a bit sensitive so I didn't actually get to cane it as much as I'd have liked to mm. and then I had my nights which were quite busy so yeah like a rough week <laughs> in that way if I wake in the morning and there's six uh, no five thirty six o'clock message from you being a bit like ah then I know you're on nights I just know <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> I think I sent you some messages didn't I like I was in A&E yeah. and I'd seen this clerking and I was like oh <laughs> this is bad this is bad and yeah. at least yeah. I vented like I think I find that I have to have like certain coping strategies and rather than going and hunting down that person and being like why have you written this stuff because like some like sometimes with this clerking in particular I wanted to go back mm. and cross stuff out and be like no that's wrong that's wrong cross it out <laughs> I'll be that person it's better wow. to just a good friend of mine he's like the loveliest guy like everyone gets along with him and if anyone if I mention him oh yeah I know the guy he's lovely he actually got a flag for bullying once because, and which we were all shocked, like that can't be the same guy. He would never, he would yeah. never say anything rude to anyone. And yeah. I asked him like, what happened, man? And he was like, basically he was taking a referral from someone 
And he was like, sometimes you get the feeling that there might not be like a doctor doing the referral. Maybe they are, yeah. maybe they're saying something that doesn't quite add up. So he said to them, are you a doctor? And then they said yes and started crying. And then oh, that was wow. it. That was it. And he was like, I didn't mean it like that. I just thought I didn't realize that was a bad question to ask. I was like, okay, so note to self, never ask. Just ask, just trying to, uh, can you introduce yourself? Sorry, <laughs> I don't this... know who you are. But never say, are you a doctor? Otherwise, is this a segue yeah. into the whole thing of the Ooh. week? Yeah, well done, Trish. Yes, it is. <laughs> what do you think? What, what do you think? What am I trying to get to? Where are we trying to get to here? Yeah. Um, well, the thing we is, we like, messages about this, didn't we? Yeah, go on. We were. I feel like an mm. immense pressure, like having mm. to discuss this because it's it caught it's, it really did its rounds in terms of the level of emotion in there, and there are lots of there are lots of sides to this, and. I've got to admit, sometimes I'd be feeling one way about it and then another way there'd be people are saying that, oh, we should explain what we're talking about, shouldn't we? Yeah, go um, for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the kind, the crux of the issue, oh, it started to kick off a bit on Junior Doctors UK, the subreddit. And they were talking about the role of advanced clinical practitioners in emergency medicine. And mm -hmm. they're taking, they've been a very important part of emergency medicine of uh, kind of very experienced staff filling much needed much needed gaps in the rotor and mm -hmm. there was this question as to whether they would fill in the epic which is the emergency physician in charge so that overnight would they, whether they'd be in charge and there are junior doctors mm -hmm. on the reddit basically saying this is unacceptable for them to be acting in a capacity as a as the responsible registrar overnight and uh, there was there were loads of emergency physicians coming out saying this is rubbish, this is scaremongering, mm. and then the uh, Royal College came out, didn't they? And they were like, "Yeah, we stand together." Did you see all that? Mm. Yeah, I saw that. And they were saying we stand together with the ACPs, the, um, the advanced um, care practitioners, which then riled up a whole load of people saying you're standing up for them so much. And we mentioned this, I think, the other day. A lot of the issue was that people were, they felt as though the college was standing up for the ACPs, and but when asked to stand up for the trainees, they weren't really standing up and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it raised a whole load of. I think with a lot of these things, I feel like there's always something brewing underneath, and there'll be like something yeah. that ensure that breaks the camel back, camel's back. Mm. It just happens. Something happens. The whole thing blows up. And I think the idea of non-doctors doing doctory things has always been an issue. Always. I mean, mm. in radiology, there's always the idea of like radiographers doing radiology or reporting things That's, that people get very uncomfortable. And the yeah. same with like um, nursing practitioners, you know, nurse consultants doing diabetes care and all that kind of thing. I think there's always going to be the undertone of unease when you've got someone who's non-medical but you can see it from both sides, right? You've got a job that needs to get done and there's supposedly not enough people around to do it. And then technically a lot of what we do is experience-based. It really is. So I would say personally, I feel as though if you had someone who went and came into medicine and knew nothing, as in came into junior doctoring and knew absolutely nothing, which I think I felt like I was, and hung around long, long enough, you'd, I think you'd do pretty well. Like I think you'd be a, a decent healthcare professional. And so yeah. when you've got people who've been around long enough, you wonder whether they could step into a role that may not be quite what you'd expect. They'll be doing doctory things in quotation marks. But that's that's the issue because now there was a job advert, wasn't there? Uh, that came up. I can't remember where it was. It's for a consultant post. We probably wouldn't, shouldn't say where it is. But I mean, like you raise okay. an important question, which, really, which is that there are gaps to be filled. But then, I mean, EM, emergency medicine, mm. is oversubscribed. There are people who want training, po training numbers and they don't get it. And so mm. one of the arguments is, well, make more numbers and we'll mm, fill it. And, mm. and then on the other side, people are saying, oh, 
maybe it's arbitrarily kept that way so that the locum work, which we know is very lucrative in emergency mm. medicine, so you get mm. paid way more um, locum rate to be an A&E registrar than you would do a medical registrar or a cardiology registrar. Mm. And so that's very lucrative. And so perhaps that whole system is set up. I feel like you're saying things that I would say, follow the money. That's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm listening. Mate. I'm You've listening. been hanging around each other too long. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, sorry uh, I've made you a bad person. But, yeah, go ahead. No, like, the other thing that people are saying is that, that point you made about kind of experience, because some, mm. some of the medics are saying, we're not jealous. Well, we are in a way, actually. Can we do that? Because why mm. do we have to go through these exams? They're pointless. As you say, like mm. a lot of it's experience driven. These exams, I don't feel like MRCP made me a good medical registrar. Like it didn't, I didn't think it helped. It felt like I was just lining someone's pockets. So, but then the reactions to it were all, be all one team and whatever. And mm. they chose to take a position which was just making the people who are complaining seem like they're just being snobs and that they hate ACPs. And I don't think anyone was mm. really saying that. But and then, as you say, they were they were worried. They were saying, "Look, we're just like worried about our job security and things. Like they're just gonna like leapfrog us and become." And then a consultant job came out, and then suddenly everyone's like, "See, see," and then <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, coming back to, I mean, we're yeah. There's so many things that you've basically unpicked here because. Yeah, when you look at the college exams, Royal College Radiologists, MLCP, all of these college exams, you look at it and you think, but is this really what I need to do to be a good doctor? Is this what I really need to do to become a good practicing doctor in what I do? And there's there's been so many people that I've met and worked with in various other areas of medicine who are very good and very capable who just can't get the exam for whatever reason. And they just can't get that stepping stone to be able to get past the exam and it just elongates the training and things like that. And so then you think to yourself, okay, so now you're telling me that you could, you don't have to do the audits, you don't do the research, you don't have to go to a presentation, maybe you don't have to do an MD, PhDs and all the rest of it. You could go through a different route and then get to where you want to get to. Is that what, is that what they're saying essentially? And that's yeah. what it feels like. And it cheapened, but this is the thing, like, are we identifying a bigger problem with the training and we need to think about the training and how we treat our doctors and say, look, you don't need any of this stuff because we just realized that we could just you could just do the job and get good and then you do one exit exam and you're done. You don't need to do with writtens and publication stuff because it actually means nothing. Yeah. Or is that, I mean, I, I think maybe that's, that. I personally feel that's probably the best outcome from all of this, right? Yeah. It's like um, people like saying, well, the doctors, they have to have like indemnity insurance and they're responsible for uh, instance and they have to have the ability to supervise all level of trainees and deal with complications of procedures. It's very important. And then I'm like thinking to myself, these aren't good things about being a consultant though. So like yeah. basically the extra doctor stuff is the, the bad stuff. So <laughs> what again yeah, why yeah, yeah but i think yeah that's the thing right this is something i felt when i finished in that like they kept offering me no they didn't keep offering me there was a few sort of management t roles that popped up and i looked at it, i thought no mate i'd rather just be the the guy that comes in does the work and go home i don't want any of these kind of emails flying in and me asking me to do this and go to this meeting that meeting i just want to do my stuff and go and so like when you see it when you get a senior present like that okay so one way you could just do all the exams arcps and all the rest of it and get grilled or you could do this where you actually do what you want to do, which is be on the shop, I say quotation mark, shop floor, do the job that you like for extended periods of times, and then get to the end, an end point, which actually sounds quite, sounds quite nice, actually. So then what do people want? I guess, I, get, I don't know, man. It's a difficult one. I think the whole training yeah. thing needs to change for everyone. Well, yeah, yeah. I think you're right about it being the straw that broke the camel's back, because it came at just an exquisitely bad time. Mm -hmm. Only... On the 16th of May, they'd sent out an email about the FRC SBA exam. 
And mm. they'd, so th- these colleagues had received an email on the 14th of April. So a whole month later, they were told that they might have, that they had been, that they'd passed the exam when they'd actually failed. And so the Royal College were just just <laughs> slogging and missing. I just it was just just terrible. And I mean, so the whole I thing student... felt like when you know when you watch the Olympics and you've got someone doing the hurdles, and then like someone just trips on one hurdle <laughs> and going trip on the next. <laughs> like, just come on, just uh... give up on the race. Just just stop now. You're never going to catch up with anyone else now. But that's what it felt like. I said, okay, one hurdle, oh, on the face, and then you got this. Yeah, yeah I don't know, mate. I saw like and I remember we were talking about it before. Like the, we couldn't. We're expressing surprise that it was oversubscribed. And someone called mm. on Junior Doctors Reddit, they call it Schrodinger's specialty. So no one wants to do it. So it's hugely under-recruited and relies on an inflated local market just to keep the EDs open. And yet there are mm. twice as many appointable applicants after interview last year that were, than there were training spots to fill. It's just it's so bonkers. Like, what a situation yeah. to be in. Gosh. You think that something like A&E has got such a massive implication on the entire hospital, the entire healthcare system, right? Especially yeah. on, in secondary care. Like, obviously, you've got your primary care, but secondary care is so uh, contingent on what comes in through the door that, I mean, you'd, you'd want to invest in there, wouldn't you? You want to have yeah. trainees. You want people there. And they just seem to be... I don't know what, whether... I mean, I've thought about this a few times in that. Like, is the NHS sort of adequately rewarding and allocating its funds like for example like for example we think that we know that A&E is very you know sought after we need lots of people in A&E and like a consultant in A&E would probably be worth their weight in gold and registrars would be worth their weight in gold but they'll get paid the same as I don't know radiology registrar turning up at nine finishing at five of course they got their difficulties I've been there done that but in terms of keeping the hospital moving and going I would probably, I would actually think that the, the A&E registrars are pretty much keeping this going. The medical registrars are the ones that are really keeping this going. So they're worth their weight in gold. Without them, like mm-hmm. what would happen? And I, I, from radiology anyway, I know I keep coming back with anything I really know. A lot of things are consultant led. So yeah. I would say that there is a big difference between a, a medical registrar doing things. Uh, and therefore I would feel as though they're probably worth it more in terms of what their responsibilities are. Yeah. But in terms of funds allocated, in, in terms of how they're treated, how they're paid, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same across the board, and maybe we yeah. should recognise yeah. some departments need more attention. Yeah, that's a great them. suggestion. I think the problem is people are paid what people can get away with, doesn't it? Essentially, it's capitalism, right? In the there NHS, are. is it though? I mean, we're all. I mean, it would be nice yeah, yeah, if it's capitalism because then some somewhere down the road to say, look, we need you, come work for me instead. But you can't do that. You can't. One hospital can't say, Therusha, I think you're awesome. You run a great podcast. I want to pay you some more money to come work for me. They get. Well, I mean, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, we so are seeing if people it were capitalism. Go- yeah, gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that, well, we know that the NHS is social, socialized medicine. So that's exactly so, right. so, but my point is that, the, I mean, the, the extra kind of capital there was like a social currency, but that's evaporated. And we are seeing, mm. especially in uh, emergency medicine, people going to Australia in droves. Emergency medicine is one of the big ones. And good for you. Go good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, um, I've always said this. Yeah, Choose yeah. life. Just forget it. Like, it's not. Yeah, worth absolutely. It. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there was like, a, yeah. There was a good thread that kind of summed it up. So this was from Emma Runswick, and she tweeted on the 13th of May. And she was talking about, she says, why is this this an issue for emergency medicine trainees and other doctors? Do they hate non-doctors? Is it just snobbery? It upsets junior doctors because having advanced clinical uh, practitioners practice at the same level as doctors in a high level of training is an admission that the worst things about medical training are unnecessary. Constant rotation, Mm. multiple expensive exams, terrible rotor. 
Uh, Royal colleges need to decide whether the things that we require of doctors are required for higher levels of practice. If they are, then equivalence cannot be achieved. If they aren't, then we need to stop forcing junior doctors to do them. This is primarily an issue of doctors' training and conditions, not of interprofessional respect. Even rudely rudely stated, the message is there. When seniors don't hear those legitimate concerns and jump to accusations, nobody should be surprised if it goes down like cat sick. I think that's really important because there were some responses and I feel like we should touch upon it because I got involved I got involved of course some you did stuff, some, some, oh yeah mate oh god I got you were right in there stuff. I was in there yeah. I was in there yeah but yeah, I think yeah. my so like it just because essentially it was all it was I hate to say be kind to brigade but there are people who just compl- just reducing it like seemingly intelligent people just reducing it down to oh yeah these guys all hate the uh, ACPs which we know is not true these are all people who tr- like work within the same department like they don't mm. hate them that's not the point but if, if they are, then you're just being deliberately disingenuous. But there are some people who are more vocal about it than others. And mm. there was one particular person who just went off. I was talking about <laughs> involving lawyers and like screenshots. And this like writing, like really, like, I don't say aggressive, but I, I guess they probably were aggressive. Oh, genuinely. Like we've seen, this is what we like to say, because we have been misunderstood in the past. When we talk about certain things, we're talking about the tweets of the people. We don't know the people behind the yeah. thing. But sometimes when you see tweets like that coming out from an individual and they're really lashing out, I almost felt like I need to message them and say, look, I'm going to give you a tenner or whatever. Go get yourself a drink and get yeah. off Twitter now because whatever's happening is not good. And it's, I don't feel like it's going to be a good thing for you. And I just feel like the, the individual, some of you may know, but I don't really want to say because I don't want pylons and all the rest of it. But um, fairly senior, right? So you'd yeah. expect, I mean, this is something I want to touch on, actually. So this person was fairly senior. When I say fairly senior, it gets really in medicine and was really trying to throw their weight around uh, on Twitterverse, which doesn't really work in Twitterverse. Mm. You can't really do that. But then uh, as soon as they started getting called up on it and all the rest of it, they started saying lawyer up and started taking screenshots and then threatening people. GMC. Saying talk to yeah. med schools and GMCs mm. and all this kind of thing. It was complete carnage to watch. And it's just times like that when I think maybe Twitter's not a good place for you, mate, because I'd hope you're not like this in real life. And I'm sure you aren't because I don't see how yeah. you got this far without being called yeah. up already if you're going to be like yeah. that personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a little thread where I was pretty much saying along the lines like, people who are who are in that situation where they are throwing their weight around often they're just best left alone but I made the mistake mm. of recalling an anecdote where I had like a run-in with that person and um mm. it's really peculiar actually because the, then that all got mischaracterized and they changed their bio about me it's all just really weird and I, basically mm. what I was trying to say was just like let them I said it's not the big dogs that bark and so I just, my, my point was just ignore them. And then they'll just quiet mm. down and go away. Mm. But obviously it was taken to be, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, like personal like you. Yeah, 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 mate. yeah. They didn't like you. Just, they screen capped you and they were like yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. you. And that's when I messaged you that through show. What is yeah. going on? Why are you being screen capped yeah. by this person? Yeah. And like, this, the funny thing was, is that like the whole example I gave was when I was like, a, like I was a junior, like a first year mm. medical trainee and I turned up to an arrest. And obviously like I was pro- probably one of the people cottoned on that I was going to be the least useful person there. So I was sent off with a gas to try and process it. I went down to, hey, <laughs> That's my job. Yeah, like, exactly. Just give me the blood. I'll <laughs> take guess, it. You to carry on. <laughs> and like, I didn't know what to do. And I was asking this nurse in A&E and then out of nowhere, this voice is like barking at me. Don't use my ABG machine. And then mm. I was like, and anyway, we just waited till he's gone. And then the nurse just processed it for me. And then it got mm. characterized as I'd gone up to like an A&E consultant and been like, can you process, which is really bizarre. That's a strange mm. like recollection of events. So I just stopped engaging and whatever. But that's fine. Like, I could t- like, When I saw that mm. stuff in the bios, because 
you give as good as you get compared mm. to a small dog. So you can joke about how I don't know how to use a APG machine or whatever, or I might break it. But the stuff about, I, I always feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially when they go after like medical students as well. Like I, I hate mm. seeing, we, we shouldn't, medicine of, of, is like an apprenticeship and I, I just, we shouldn't be eating our young. And so that's what made me uncomfortable. It's so weird. Such a way with things, honestly. It's a nice <laughs> no, it, just, it just seems like we should be looking after them, mate. We should be like, yeah, and yeah. that stuff, I'm going to email your medical school. Come on. But yeah, you know what? The thing, the problem is that I think um, a part of the problem is that you, I feel like when some people are consultant level, you expect certain behavior from them. You want them, yeah. you imagine to be responsible, good, nice people, honest, and all that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, obviously, I'm going to say allegedly here, there's some very dodgy consultants out there and very dodgy colleagues out there who are in positions of power who completely willed it and completely wrong it, allegedly. Yeah. And um, I think there's just some roles that you just happen to be into that I know that I'm a consultant and people expect some behavior of me. I hope I live up to it, God knows. But I, I just there was one point I remember I was on call as a night reg and the some A&E registrar had a massive girt radiographer. Actually went down to the ra- to the department, had a massive girt, had they completely he, he was shouting him right, right into his face as if it was gonna spark like spark him out. And right. then walked out the pump, stormed off, right? And then I was sleeping. I oh, know I was working really hard. And I got this phone call and then uh, they said, Hey uh, Imran, can I speak to you? And it was this radiographer and he sounded really sad and he's like, oh, this guy came down, had a massive goat me, I'm really shaken up by the whole thing. But maybe you could have a chat to that A E person. I thought, what? Why am I getting involved here? So then I was like, okay, fine, I'll have a quick phone call. So I picked the phone. The guy goes, what do you want? And I was like, listen, I heard something went down. I, obviously, I don't know what went down, but I think someone, some people may be quite upset. And I just think that maybe it might be worth just saying sorry and we can move on. Hey, sorry, I need to go have a go at me. And I'm like, okay, man, don't worry about it. I just thought I should give you a call and just make sure you're okay and maybe suggest that you say sorry. And so then the night shift finished, it was the morning, and I saw, I saw that radiographer and that person was way older than me. We're talking like 10, 15 years older than me. And I talked to him for a bit and I felt really sad for him. And then I was walking down the, the corridor and I bumped into the reg and he was like way older than me. Like he was in his 50s, must have, staff, must have been a staff grade. And I thought, why did I suddenly end up with the responsibility of trying mm. to like sort out the problems of two basically grown men who are far older than I am? But because I held the position of the radiologist, supposedly in charge of the department at that particular point in time, they felt as though I should be the one to mediate the situation. And I'm not sure I was particularly good at it because clearly they mm. still fell out and complained about each other. Mm. And those are the times when I feel like maybe responsibility is misplaced based on the, the, yeah. the job title and, senior, and apparent seniority. Yeah, because indeed. when you see stuff like this happen on Twitter, you can't imagine this person, from what we see on Twitter, is a particularly level-headed, well-rounded person who can deal with, I don't know, conflict and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Clearly not. It's but because they've got it? a consultant label, you assume they should be able to. That's not yeah. part of consultant training, is it? Well, no. I mean, the thing is that de-escalation and mm. like, mitigation are, are difficult. And I guess also you have two highly trained, experienced people and they're in a, in a system that's not working very well and because of lots of different kind of factors. And so people come to blows and those kind of things are really hard to explain away. I think it's funny, isn't it? Because if they are probably face to face in an interaction, I, it's, I think things perhaps would be less likely to go down that way. I mean, the person that we're talking about, this kind of the person who was main character for a little while, I guess to, to work in A&E, 
I mean, we can say that they obviously must have lots of experience in dealing with kind of really difficult scenarios. And I have to say, mm. just to offer balance, because it isn't this that there isn't a vendetta, certainly from my side, and I'm sure there isn't from his side either. I think it's just the way that he like, tweets yeah. and talks. Well, I hope not. Anyway, it'd be a shame if that was the outcome of all this. But I've heard some really positive things about him as a kind of amongst from some trainees. I mean, you have heard, mm. I think it strikes me as he's probably someone you have to know quite well to understand his way mm. things. And so giving him the benefit of the doubt, I think I'm sure he's like a good person and I'm sure he you does have those skills. Hashtag. <laughs> but I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. So if he's listening out there, mate, like I, ho- I hope things are gotten better for you because you obviously, t- it was a blasting, which, whichever way it went and it was a blasting. But oh my gosh, what, what a thing to behold. There, what yeah. a thing to behold. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the thing is, I think Twitter can be one of those places that, well, for me anyway, I try and read everything and then keep up with it. And then I find myself, if I do get upset, which does happen from time to time about something, it really plays my mind. Mm. And it just stays with me, stays with me, stays with me. And I, I don't think I'm really, obviously, you know, I don't really get involved too much because the t- chance of escalation and maybe ruining my day is not worth my time, personally. But you can see how Twitter can affect a person and say what I'm saying is that if you're already stressed if you're already doing a stressful job and you're already doing all this stuff and then someone has a go at you on Twitter you can just imagine that could be the straw I'm gonna I don't know who you are but you're gonna take whatever I've got to give right now and that's it that's the way it's gonna be I just yeah Yeah. I think your point still stands though that I think most people should would know that the line shouldn't be emailing someone's medical school or like no yeah of course not yeah yeah definitely I think yeah I mean we'll have our lines mate yeah. I mean, moving moving on, there was, I thought, a really nice tweet from someone called Sinead, Ota- Sinead Taylor. Did you see that one? If you weren't a doctor, what me- non-medical career would you choose? Sometimes fun to think about. Medicine can sometimes be so absorbing and insular that I forget there is a whole wonderful world out there with awesome and interesting career paths. That's not something we think about. I mean, we, we do talk about, oh, yeah, we could go into management consultancy, go into pharmaceuticals and um, all that kind of thing. But then I mean, that's still medical, isn't it? What would you, come? What would you do, mate? What would you do? You would have done A and E, I can tell. Well, I know ACP. <laughs> yeah, you would have become an ACP. <laughs> well, as in non-medical. <laughs> Wait. Yes, yeah, so not just do you know whatever. Yeah, do whatever. Anything else? Um, yeah, anything else? Anything else? So I I liked the idea of being a fireman, but I'm scared of heights. So I wouldn't have done that. I guess. I think we stand a comedian like your mate Romish or a guy yeah, you like Romish. That would have been yeah, awesome. I'm too yeah. shy though. I'm too shy. I'd had to be yeah. discovered or something. I quite liked the idea of, oh, like Adil Kazmi's his job of being an engineer for um, an F1 team. Oh, that sounds right. amazing. Awesome. When you're talking about like yeah, playing yeah, around yeah. with the aerodynamics of the car or being a racing driver, that sounds amazing. Mm. And it's something to do with the cars. Yeah. That would be really cool. How about yourself? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I want to do everything, don't I? Like I want yeah. to stand up. I would like to do some, I would love to do some acting at some point in life. Who knows? Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I, the thing that I want to do, or I've always had interest in business, obviously, but I don't think you need to necessarily i think that's really a job is it like you you go start a business that's yeah. what you do so i i think I, I think i'm more business business inclined in the long term so i don't know but mm. i i think if it was completely crazy world it'd probably be like stand up or something not that yeah. particularly funny but i i call like it shivani's yeah did you can you what guess was, what shivani's one do you Can't, guess no, what no, she no. would have wanted to be I know she something to do with designing shoes. Is that really yeah, bad? She, to say? Shoes, she, she actually yeah, said yeah. after my dream of becoming an astronaut was smashed to smithereens. Oh, I was this close to studying okay. economics, and if I had, I'd be raking it right now and able to buy a house we want. She when I saw the we, oh. the we, I was a bit like, oh. oh, that's a telling we. I didn't oh. know, mm. didn't know. I mean, yeah. Anyway, we we want yeah. without a mortgage. Shivani, mm. tell us. 
Anyway, yeah, you can. <laughs> but yeah, she's been astronaut. That's pretty cool. I think there are so many talented people within medicine, aren't there? And it is funny to think of what we might have ended up doing if we hadn't have chosen this. Suck you in, doesn't it? It does suck mm. you in because well, I I think that I, exactly what you said they're they're very talented individuals who do uh, medicine. I mean, you got artists, uh, story people. I, actually, there was a good friend of ours, believe it or not, and uh, I was actually I met him recently because he he went to pharmaceuticals. And when we were at uni, I think we were talking to each other about school and, you know, what we were good at at school. And he kept telling me he was really awesome at maths. But he was like a maths whiz kid. So I was a bit like, I don't know what to say about this, man. You're telling me you're really good at maths. I mean, doesn't sound like you're a mistake that you're here. And he looked at me a bit like, sorry? I said, well, I mean, if you're good at maths, like, where's the maths in this, what we're doing? And then I said, is, could this be the miseducation of whoever this person is? And then he was, he never said anything. I think he just sort of kept quiet. And years later... I bumped into him and goes, you know what, mate? That one thing that you told me got me thinking. <laughs> and that's really oh, wow. affected everything. And I'm like, what? You should never listen to anything I said. <laughs> Why would you remember certain things? Why would you remember that of all the things I've said to you? And he goes, no, man, I re- it really hit me. And I, I, and that's really changed it. So then he went and got, he got, he's left into going to pharmaceuticals. And then uh, he got an MBA. He's doing all right. He's doing quite well from what I can tell. I should actually try and meet up with him again. But yeah. he's a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy. He's happy. But it just goes to show that if you are so inclined, you can still meander your way through to find something that you're good at and make a life out of it. And that's what he's done. But that yeah, does... it just goes to show that even now you It leads me on to yeah. quite a nice mm. uh, festival post, which I saw. Oh, love that I saw. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes along these lines. It goes, my job is quite niche and my employer didn't increase my pay for about two years. Love it. So... I paid for adverts on job websites for my exact role, advertising one and a half my salary and sent the links to my boss. Got me my desired raise <laughs> plus some extra. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's well, well played. played. Well played, isn't you it? That well played. That's, yeah, you, yeah. You should be sharing that from the rooftops. That should be, that's amazing. It's amazing. That's good work. But that's the thing. I wonder whether, I mean, bring it back to doctors. Have you ever been asked this question? Okay, Thrusha, so how much are you worth? Yeah. Have you been asked that? No. I've been asked that. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. It really what is. What are you worth? What do you think? £1,000 an hour. An hour? Wait, to <laughs> yeah. do what though? Just uh, exist. Could you do it for an hour though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. No, I always uh, jokingly say something like that. And then I always jokingly say, nowadays I say £1,000 an hour, but what are you willing to pay me? And then they'll come out with something and go, all right, well, yeah. it's workable. But I remember the first time I was asked that question, I found that really difficult to answer. I was trying to work out what mm. that was per minute and what we were per second. Just... <laughs> I, I always say jokingly, just to try and see if I can get the, 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 the biggest baddest rate. But I just remember that being asked of me that. And I was thinking, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. You just turn up to work and you get paid what you get paid. And you go home. I mean, that's it. What else What else do you want from me? So, so you're basically yeah. worth 28p per second, which actually isn't that's that bad. Right. Yeah. 28p yeah, per second. Man. That's not too bad. Because if you think about what might last to 15 or... <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, I think... Obviously, there might be a slight delusion in my my thought process. No, no, mate. Well, which kind of brings us on to the idea of delusions and uh, possible delusions, because there was a certain account that came up, which everyone got very obsessed with this week. And uh, this particular account was causing a bit of a ruckus because uh, they were, they'd initially tweeted something about uh, females going into the gym. Oh, we're doing that. Yeah. And then uh, what, there was something else that they unfortunately tweeted about that really riled people up. It was something about oh, soy boys. Soy what was that boys. one? Oh, yeah. I hated that. Yeah. hated that so much. Oh, my gosh. Go you're arrested. Yeah. Like, you've got to come out and say that you're... Well, I'll, yeah, I'll explain that in a bit. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, yeah, Go fine. for it. I really... So... Whatever, like the wearing the makeup at the gym thing, oh, it's just misogynistic claptrap. Like, I think everyone just saw that for what it was. Mm. The soy, so he made some comment 
about how like med twitter is basically full of soy boys and mm. i was incensed but what's a soy boy what's a soy exactly boy? a soy boy uh-huh. i think the implication is that it's someone who's has like soy milk in their lattes but essentially it's supposed to sum up a generation of men who are feminized i think the implication with soy milk is that it has phytoestrogens Estrogen. estrogens in it oh yeah, yeah. Okay. and so that that's quite, just yeah. effeminate whatever and mm. um this made me want to fight this guy I literally was like but i wanted to reply with all kinds of juvenile stuff to this guy to be like mm. i want to f-, because it, it because and i guess that was his point like questioning like masculine like masculinity and whatever because it does subscribe to like a particular type of masculinity which is what i think is inherently toxic and the problem and i think it actually mm. detracts from masculinity if you can only have one archetype for it like if masculinity yeah. is so strong if your masculinity is strong to my mind anyway it, it shouldn't really like it shouldn't have to fit in a particular mold because mm. it should be impervious to any kind of like impenetrable it doesn't really like nothing mm. can deviate like your masculinity is so set you can do what you like it's, it's essentially my mm. attitude to it but that's not something that's not an attitude i've always had like i am um, and that's i think why i was so incensed because going to a boys school like you'll know like i'm a camp mm. boy and people are always assuming i was gay or whatever and i, mm. I just happened to be a mummy's boy i happened to speak in a particular way i like girls aloud i liked i plucked my eyebrows who doesn't I was like girls aloud like, yeah he doesn't like girls yeah. aloud but and yeah. i was always i like that stuff and i was quite upfront about it because that was just kind of me but i would be lying if i said that like when people assume certain things about me or implied that I was like less of a man. It did amuse me. And so when I saw that comment, mm. I was like, well, it just took me back to being like 15 years ago, old again. Like, what the hell? Who sp- still speaks like that now? This is an adult. This is a doctor. Med Twitter is full of soy boys. Like, what is that implication? I just didn't get it. Mm. But I was pleased to yeah. see that it was like quite widely reviled. Like the Americans got into it and they were just like, bam. And uh, he didn't respond. So I feel like he's someone who, who has a bit of an output and then just like type mm. stuff. And just, I think you can see his tweet rate is quite it's quite what's the word like prolific and i'm just mm. hoping something will hit and uh, to date i mean he's tweeted probably a thousand times i don't think anything has unfortunately yeah so i probably should say something and that i i do know this person personally and i've met with them a few times in my life and this is what i mean about and I, we spoke about this didn't we that what you see there is not the person that i met and not the person that I got to know. They're yeah. very different in terms of quite a driven individual, quite yeah. well-read. They've come from quite, done very well for themselves in terms of their background and stuff like that. Pretty much had the odds stacked against them before being where they got to. And so like, th- th- these are the kind of people that like, if I didn't know the tweets and I didn't see the tweets or anything like that, and I say, and if I was going to go have a meal with him and then you happen to be with me through, I'd say, hey mate, you really like this guy. Yeah, come meet me. Come meet him with me. That's literally what I would think because had I not known anything else and not seen the tweets, and this is what I mean. It, it's just so disjointed from the the guy that I know and met. Yeah. And I, I obviously we've got supposedly in some secret WhatsApp groups the the tweets are, you know, people talking about it, screen capping it, and I didn't really say very much because I felt a bit like there may be more going on here than we know. And yeah. because I know I know the person, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything. It just felt bad because it's just not the person that I met. It's not. So no, none of that stuff per- is. Yeah. So, like, are you saying the tweets are out of character? No. I, well, I mean, look. The thing is, having had a look at the account now properly after it's been come out, because I, we, we, I mean, look, I had his number. I've spoken to him a few times and stuff. So, um, looking at the account, it does look like a complete stream of consciousness. Like these tweets are coming in out like nine o'clock in the morning, twelve o'clock in the midday, then maybe two hours later, another hour. It's just a constant stream of thought, and I don't think. I think if you're going to tweet as often as that, you can't be putting that much thought behind it. 
So I just think that this person had like a flip. I think this person has flippant thoughts every now and again and just tweets it. There's no filter here. And I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess we're seeing maybe an honest thought process of a person, you know, whether you agree with it or not. I don't know. Yeah. It's difficult for me to really disjoint because when I like sometimes when you meet someone and they have an impact on your life, right? Yeah. This person did have positive impacts on my life in terms right. of it would tell me something and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. And then I go read about that. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to learn more about that. So yeah. every time we met, he always gave me something that he would mention in passing. And I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool, man. And he, can you tell me more about that? And he told me. And I was like, okay. And then I'd go away, learn about it. I was like, that's interesting stuff, man. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So my personal interaction with that person has been positive. That's all, that's all I can really say. And obviously online looks like it's different ball game because I had obviously if I see some if I was if I, all I had was the online persona I'm not sure I would really want to interact with that person and that just yeah. goes to show you how much you really know about a person from tweets and social media because it's so easy to pretend or may, no I'm not saying misinterpret I, I'm not saying those aren't his views they may be yeah. but they just there is a difference meeting someone in real life compared to tweets and stuff I just don't find the whole stream like, of conscious Gone. No, it's, we've talked about having a person who used to be a vascular person who now is retired on possibly. And yeah. I still maintain that. Yeah, we've got differences. We all do. But I still think that we may end up getting along. Who knows? I could actually be having a really interesting conversation and have a coffee. Like it could be possible based on, I mean, like I've got, believe it or not, I have friends who are Tories. They, they're openly Tories. No, and I've yeah. got no issue with that. It's just like, fine, it's cool, political opinion. Yes, what yeah. you think, but we're still friends. It doesn't matter to me, whatever. Yeah. So same thing. But say, I mean, the stream of consciousness is still consciousness, right? Like you would have thought it, I guess. I mean, I mm. thought maybe it could go along the lines of he's playing a character, in which case he's trying to appeal to a certain demographic. I don't think that's necessarily better. But mm. by demographic, I mean incels, because I feel like they're the red pill brigade, the people who... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know the bigger game, mate. I don't know the bigger game. I would just uh, think, though, uh, yeah, say if he, like, tweeted something real... Say if, say if we remove that person from it and... Just say mm. someone, someone you knew. Say if I tweeted something like illegal, about doing something illegal, then it does, even though like we go back a long way and stuff, and that would count for something, it's still going to change the way you see that person, surely, right? No, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, if I suddenly found myself in court and uh, you'd done something, I'd be like, not the guy I know. Sorry, <laughs> not the guy I know. Character witness, okay. The guy I know would never do something like that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I know. Yeah, fine. But yeah. that's just not the person that I know. That's what I'm doing here. I'm saying the truth. This is not the guy that I know, personally. Yeah. The tweets, I can't explain that. I can't explain that. But I'm just saying what I genuinely feel. Yeah. And is they don't add up. They just don't add up. And I, 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 there's a lot more going on in the background, I, I suspect. Yeah, but, fair enough. You know, maybe enough said about that. Maybe yeah. he's just made a bot that's just quoting like, quite <laughs> Like yeah, you said something that really upset me the other day. You're like, oh, Fight Club is uh, not appropriate in this day. What do you mean? It still means Mate, so much. It still has yeah, got so many intricacies and meanings in that movie. It's yeah. true. However, I think one of the problems with Fight Club is that people took it at face value. They took it like, oh, this is cool. And it's, it's I mean, it's supposed to be like a kind of, they're not happy. Like, he's not happy. It's messed up. And it's about like the male persona. It's not mm. positive. But so many people took it the wrong way and took it at, like face value. It made me mm. think that the reason why I think I mentioned that was because of the Matrix. And I was like, people have just like completely missed like some of the point, the red pill thing. And they were like, oh, it's mm. about treating women like shit and misogyny. And no, it's not. It's there's all these other things that they like, missed in it. And that's what really upsets me. I'm like, and that's what I meant when I said Fight Club. Because I'm like, there are people who saw that beautiful movie 
that tells like an amazing story and there's like oh yeah it's about like dudes like beating each other up aren't they like really mad like, what <laughs> Oh, that's what you saw. But, but I've said this about Matrix as well, Matrix 1, 2, and 3. When I first saw it, it was just about a dude that was doing some cool stuff. And then when I saw it as a 30-something 30, 30 years old, late 30-year-old man, I watched it again I thought, this film is like, like 1, 2, different. and this 3 is phenomenal this is films. Yeah. yeah, this is amazing. This yeah. movie is incredible. And um, I actually I'm watched the most recent one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I watched the most recent one, and I thought I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't as ah. good, but I didn't think it was that bad. It was, it was really interesting, but it, they just basically wasn't, just... it wasn't the same level. Mate, they basically were just like, oh, the, the original films were just a dream. They just retconned everything. Oh, mate. Really? <laughs> didn't thought... that happen to the British Empire? Do you remember that? The British Empire? Yeah, back in the day? yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, didn't that end like that? Yeah. I mean, that's why I just feel like everything was just a dream. Like, oh, it's just... <laughs> I was so angry. When I thought I couldn't get oh. more angry with the Matrix, I did anyway. Um, yeah, fine, should we move yeah, on? Fair enough. Yeah, should we, go on. Like, should yeah, we, I don't know should we get to something Matrix, light? Yeah. Because obviously we've go gone on. after toxic masculinity, and so how about another another fest hole just to lighten the mood? So bedtime yeah. stories. So I read to my eight year old every night. Now doing more grown up books. We both love it, but it's absolutely ruined reading. Reading solo for me, constantly thinking about what tone <laughs> voice I'd use for characters, how I'd explain a phrase, concept, etc. Do you find this? It's ruined books for you? No, I'm really bad at reading anyway. But uh, what I find when I'm reading to my kids and trying to do the voices, I forget which voice I'm doing and then yeah. they're doing the same voice for every. Dave, you've done that too. I thought it was just me. I thought, man, I'm, t- I'm bad at this. No, like sometimes I'm doing the voice and there's like the kind of skeleton, the structural sentence. So it'd be like, the the fox or something <laughs> and the fox did this did and i'll continue in the fox's voice and i'm like no and in my head i'm like no i've ruined it i've ruined it and lily's just like yeah there, just like, Whatever. yeah same I, I i'm constantly doing that so i try nowadays i just don't do the voices i just don't do the voices at all i can't yeah. bother just get through the story get through the evening get you guys to bed and get out my get out my thing so i can carry on with what i'm meant to be doing right now but yeah like podcasting etc cetera, etc cetera. I, I, I definitely yeah. find that yeah. made me want to, I mean, get her more new books because I'm like, I want to pick stuff that I want to read. I don't want to be reading the same stuff again and again. And interestingly, quite recently, Lils has wanted me to read like classic fairy tales. And I'm like, really? Why? There's so many like really awesome kind of stories and stuff out there that kind of, I don't know, just blow your mind. Why do you want to read like The Princess and the Pea again? Well, it depends on which version she reads. Because I remember years ago, I read Pinocchio, but the actual Pinocchio oh, yeah. book, not the one that we know from the movies and stuff. And it was actually a really good book. I, remember, I can't remember the entire story, but it was a very good book. I remember this being completely much more, yeah, just a much, much like more interesting book than the, the cartoons and what the Pinocchio that we know to be now. And I, I wonder whether that's the same for a lot of these, a lot of these old stories, like Hans Christian Andersen books and stuff like that. But you know what? Like I've done, I don't know what, how you feel about this, but I bought my daughter an Alexa. I just um, gave her audible books because I can't bother sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just, I know what uh... you mean. Lily's got a Tony box, which are quite nice. So, like that's where they yeah. uh, you get you buy them the little figure and you put it on top and it reads them a particular story and plays the songs ah, and stuff. Alexa, okay. that's okay. more fancy. But and yeah, they have been a few times yeah. where I've been to Lil's. Oh, shall we just join? She's like, no, I will have a Tony box. Oh, okay. Oh, heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, hard being a dad, isn't it? You know what? The Every morning my son goes, comes into our bedroom, goes to my wife's side and tries to get her out of bed to being taken downstairs. So sometimes my rub is quite tired. He's like, can you take him? And I'm like, okay, son, look, we're going to go. And he looks at me dead uh, in the face. Then looks at mum and goes, come on, can you get up now, please? Son, I'm, no. I'm getting up with you. Come on, let's go. And he looks at me again and looks at mum again. Mum, 
can you get up now, please? And I'm like, come on, man. You First thing in the morning, you're so yeah. brutal. Why do you be so brutal to me all the time, man? Seriously. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard yeah. bit sometimes being... Yeah. I, t- I do tell my wife that what's going to happen is that if any of these kids become very important, make loads of money, what's going to happen is they're going to build a stadium and name it after you. And I might be lucky to get the park bench. I might be lucky enough <laughs> to get that. That's just yeah, the way you have more free time when you <laughs> well because i've got the park bench yeah fair enough yeah maybe <laughs> talk about brutal takes sorry it's a terrible segue some minister a tory minister I, I found this incredible they were asked about cost of living crisis so obviously we know the uk is going through quite a lot right now and i think i sent you an article about some hospitals that have set up food banks and loans for their workers and stuff people working there but the minister says look just take all more hours at work or move to better paid job to protect yourselves from cost of living surge Easy. What, where do you even start with that? I mean, yeah, well, I never thought of that. I, I mean, obviously, yeah, I want a Ferrari. I mean, all I have to do is just work out Same more time. hours and get a better job. Like, what, why did I just... think of that? This, this yeah, lady's a genius. So the thing God, is that, yeah. that what I like about Twitter is, is that almost instantaneously someone will just Google how much that person's expenses were. And so that person in particular, yeah. they Googled it, it's like 220, they claimed £220,000 last year of taxpayer money Incredible. for their expenses. And people are like, Incredible. oh, yeah, it like pays for their staff. And you're like, yeah. I mean, in there was like a £2,000 Uber ride. And like, you know, okay, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure they've got ways. But it just shows you how out of touch the entire situation is. But it's almost inevitable, right? Because the people that need to be represented don't have the time to represent themselves. The truth of the matter is that if you're working, you know, all hours of the day trying to get food on the table, you're trying to look after your kids or whatever else is going on, you're not going to have time to go get involved in politics and have a role in this situation. The people who have time for this are the people who don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why I feel like maybe that's part of the misrepresentation. Like the wrong people are in charge or the wrong people are trying to help things that they don't understand. They just can't understand it. Because for her, it, it's easy. Get a better job. Go get paid more. What's the issue? I think the funny thing is yeah. about that is this that it's, yeah, yeah, as you said, like it's just it's crazy out of touch. But it leads me on to, there was, do you see that whole thing with Jordan Peterson where he, he yeah, quoted yeah. about a Sports Illustrated model and just said wasn't um, attractive and doesn't fit like beauty standards and that it, I think the implication with it is like woke or something. Whereas although mm. there were plenty of like actual kind of historians who are, are like actually this, um, the beauty standard is something that is does actually fit very well with like historical standards and just chatting breeze but there's a really nice thread from seth Ab- uh, abramson so seth mm. abramson on may the 17th my birthday and interestingly it goes along the lines of it discusses how the right-wing commenters like jordan peterson who to portray themselves as these kind of great thinkers it, sh- it showed how they adopt these kind of positions that are supposed to be from like a reasonable intelligent perspective but actually it shows that they're completely baseless and you can see what uh, that they're complete chameleons and it's really mm. difficult i found it really difficult to articulate but this thread just says it really nicely if i could just read like a tiny bit of it i mean the words amazing really essentially it says about how it's just completely ironic and it goes that peterson is a thought leader of the dark enlightenment and incapable of seeing how body positivity isn't about enforcing aesthetic judgments but reducing the very toxicity in our society he often decries is stunning to the point of indicting him for charlatanism. I guess that this is my way of saying that it's time for the major media to accept that there's no intelligentsia on the North American or the right in general. There are no philosophers mm. of good faith, self-help gurus or brave truth to power comedians. There are only unscrupulous money-grabbing egotists. And the point is that these people jump to the right because 
they know that will get them clicks. Like Russell Brand is someone who's done that very recently. And I think he spent ages trying to give himself this air of intelligence. And he, can't, he used to be quite funny, but very recently he's adopted, he's just slipping that way because I think there are just way more clicks and things on the right. Amazing. Really. It's, it's one of the situations where people, I don't know, I guess they use big words and fancy ways of saying things to make them seem seemingly intelligent. But when you dig below the surface, it's just, just the same dumb ass, the exactly same that. silly things. Oh, yeah. I've been here before. You're just saying it differently. There's no point in me even going, um, yeah, down this road, isn't it? It just feel. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Jordan Peterson and people like this are just always going to be given air because I mean, we've seen it. Like we've seen, like we were talking about a certain person we're giving, you know, throwing their weight around, but I'm sure the follow count went up. It yeah. didn't go down. It went up. Yeah. So it just seems to attract. I don't know whether it's rubbernecking or yeah, or whether people just find oh, there's someone I agree with finally saying what I think. They're saying how it is, and they decide <laughs> to get like to get involved with it. I mean, talking about the same old stuff coming up, unfortunately, this week we saw, I, I thought this was quite interesting, Dr. James Macaukis, apologies if I've said your name wrong, MD, uh, M.H.SC, comma, CCFP. I'm not sure if, I'm a, I assume they're a family doctor in uh, America. But said, today I visited my Cree patient in hospital. I've worked in the area for the past six years. I'm the only doctor who works in uh, Kihiwin. After visiting, I introduced myself as a patient's family doctor and as Dr. Macaukis from Kihiwin. Kiwiwin and asked to see the patient's uh, chart. So basically what happened is that they turned up and wearing quite a cool t-shirt, I thought. It looks like they've got avocados and they've mm. got quite a cool hairdo, cool sunglasses, maybe earrings as well. And yeah. they went to see their patient. They obviously care about their patients beyond five o'clock. And um, went to see their patient and they were immediately asked who they were, why they're looking at the doctor's chart, why they're looking at the patient's charts, do they have permission? And then they had to go find another doctor to basically prove him to be able to say see the patient's charts. And he says the same thing's happened to him before. And it always has to be a white doctor that lets him see the charts and enable him to, I don't know, guess, see the patients that he wants to see. And so it just brings up the idea of being your appearances, your color of your skin, having such a massive effect that people just immediately assume that you're up to no good. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, man? Yeah. You're, I mean, basically what you said, I, f- I felt bad for him. And what can you do other than trying to call this stuff out? But it's just exhausting, isn't it? What, what more is it? Yeah. Just, yeah, just, isn't it? people yeah it is tough isn't it i just i I think we've seen this sort of stuff happen before isn't it like in terms of what the thing is i'm not bothered about what people are wearing i mean i guess like fair i just think that assumptions we made but if this person's coming in and introducing themselves as such and telling you who they are why do you need someone else to approve this yeah like they just told you who they are like and they've been there before so what's the issue there's yeah. something else going on. Why don't you just say that? But I, I guess the whole thing can make you feel quite undervalued, just your health professional being treated like that. Yeah. And um, this moves me on to another tweet by Emma Coombe. And it says, mm-hmm. if junior doctors don't feel valued, they, ju- they will just leave. They'll leave the NHS. Many will leave the UK. And this poses a threat to patient safety and the existence of a national health service. Royal colleges, SEBs, GMC, NHS leaders and politicians need to wake up to this. It's something we've been saying for quite a while. And I never know what to make of it because I think... Junior doctors don't leave, do they? Not enough of them. I mean, they do leave, but not enough to cause that much of an issue. Because if we really left in droves, then there would be no NHS. But fortunately and unfortunately, people are so passionate about their work. Or once you're on the treadmill, it's, it's just the next thing to do and the next thing to do. And you dangle this carrot in front of you that, look, life will get good when you, you finish. That we all just hang around. And I don't know what the right thing to do is in this situation. I mean, I if people want to leave, I'd encourage them to leave. Yeah. I think the thing is yeah. that we've had two generations, I don't know if you get simplistic to come down to generations, but I do think Gen X and millennials, 
probably a bit apathetic and be like oh but when I look at the medical students coming through I actually and you can see what they tweet about what seems to be like on their minds Liverpool NHS bursaries Mm. pay restoration they're way more there seems to be way more activism so I do think it will change I don't think it's going to be unfortunately I think we need to get out of the way when they when they come and they want to make their points I think we need to support them and I do think it will change but it'll be because of it'll be because of them because some really bright and quite passionate people coming through. So I do think it will change. Unfortunately, I do think that it's probably all a bit too late. We two previous two generations have just we're a bit old got, now. Yeah, and we've just let it just go on for too long. And I'm not sure the NHS will really survive in the in its. But you know, I think I'm not saying anything that any, nobody already knows. Mm, that's true. That's oh true. god! Should we pepper yeah. it with something more positive? Here's a yeah. Here's go a, on. So there's a good thread from at Skew Smug. And it said, my mom has Alzheimer's, had her over for tea tonight. While I was on my own, she walked into the kitchen, gave me a massive hug. And in a moment of clarity said, I know I'm losing my mind. I can't help it. I'm so sorry. It broke my heart. I thought you said you want to get something like happy. That sounds sad. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet, no? It's where they related to one another. Okay, here's another one. So this is from, <laughs> this is from Margot Howard, at Margot and mm. How. At my funeral, mm. take the bouquet off my <laughs> coffin and throw it into the cu- crowd to see who is next. I love that one. Wow. Okay, so that, that's your positive note, Med Twitter. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's next. your positive note too. Yeah. But I mean, there was a there was another really funny one, wasn't it, about end to a bad date. And I think everyone's had their own version of an end of a bad date. But this right. particular video from, which is quite a nice name, 777 J Perlan. Basically, yeah, <gasps> this person, they went out on a date together. Yeah, yeah, go for it, Thush. I know you want to, yeah, go. God. So she gone, oh, this is so, this is messed up. This is not positive. This is where <laughs> she, the guy... Basically wants to take her back to his to have sex. And then she's like, no. Mm. And then I think she'd also like, she'd pay, she'd paid for her meal and she'd also helped him pay for petrol. So he'd driven her out somewhere. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to leave you here. Like, why should I spend gas like driving you back anywhere? And bless her, she's like trying to like, remonstrate with this guy. But he's obviously, he's awful. He's awful. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't have sex with yeah. you. So I'm no longer interested. He's just going to walk up, like, bail. And all I was thinking about was like, God, like, Men are like this. Right, yeah. And when this kind of stuff happens, you think, well, hang on, people can be like this? Yeah, yeah. People are like this. They're not going to have sex with me, so I'm really angry with you. Like, Imagine getting angry with someone because they don't don't want to... It just seems like really bizarre. Imagine, like, coming out with the question, like, do you want to have sex with me? That's like that. And then I just... It's really weird, isn't it? Asking for someone's consent and then getting angry with them and they don't... It just seems really peculiar. Like, how entitled must you be to be like, oh, to think that you have you're in it just i find it really confusing and really strange and mm. it leads to maybe i i don't know but obviously there, there are people like this then so that must mean that i know people who behaved in that way and just not like heard about it or something i don't know like sh- shocking really you never really know what someone else is like one side of a person the, the one facet like their friendship where they're like on a, a personal level in terms of work and stuff but you just sometimes you just don't know what they're like uh, in their relationships and how they view certain things and so I bet you that person's got loads of mates, hangs out with them, plays computer games all day. Yeah. But then when he's got a pretty lady and got them out to a nice meal, he's going to treat them like that. It's, it's horrendous, isn't it? What kind well, of person does that? Yeah. His mates might not see that. It makes yeah. you wonder like what they're kind of, whether they've learned that from watching their father interact with their mother or, I mean, like some bad, yeah. like, oh, imagine the shit if Erin uh, behaved like that. I mean, that's a massive, just a massive failure. Like, God knows. I mean, maybe, I don't know. 
this person has seen different things or learned different things from different places. It's awful. I don't know, watch too much. Yeah, just, I don't know, I can't believe anyone would say something like that to someone yeah. with a straight face. I mean, and it sounded like they were a straight face, getting really annoyed. Well, yeah. if you're not going to come home with me, I'm not dropping you home. Yeah. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. So where are we? Uh, so should we just say, look, what's happened this week, right? So I'm a little bit worried the recording from my end hasn't worked. God knows I'm going to check after this. We actually try, normally record on Thursdays, which is why we initially missed the whole EM gate. And then we were meant to record on Friday. But then what happened? What happened? I, was, I know there was a delay. There was a delay. And I yeah. didn't sleep very well that night. Yeah. They were meant to be recording last night. Yeah, and so that son. was, but yeah. then I think, yeah, your son was being, yeah, being I was going to say sleeping. annoying, but that's yeah. not nice. I don't mind saying my kids are annoying. I don't want to say that about yours. So sorry about that. I didn't mean <laughs> that right. about your kids. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so this is literally, this is the latest we've ever done a recording. Like, literally, <laughs> yeah. we're going to do this. I'm going to upload it. Hope there's nothing dodgy in here and send it out there. Because <laughs> I have no time whatsoever to do a full edit of this one. Yeah, yeah. And I have sorry. no editor for me. So uh, no apologies to anyone out there. Do forget if we've said anything uh, untoward. Yeah, please don't uh, email the GMC, the for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. We only judge the tweets. We don't judge the people. Yeah, Guys, yeah, All thank right, you cool, so man. much. You know what? Uh, the One of the things that kind of uh, I think is really cool is that when stuff does kick off on Med, uh, Med Twitter, which it does, we get these messages being like, oh, we can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. So it means so much, isn't it, to like, to think that people yeah. are like, oh, what's Darusha and Imran going to say about it? What's Imran and Darusha going to say? As in, and so I'm like, oh, God. And so I hope that we're able to, I think when we do talk about stuff, it is a lot of it is from looking at how you guys are responding to it. And we learn so much from you and we are still learning. So we don't, we can't, we can never claim to know to know the complete answers so you guys were just like figuring it out so we are really happy to hit, get dms from you guys if you think oh well here's another side to it that you haven't considered and if you'd like we can mention it on the next step mm. yeah it's been amazing so yeah. well, thank you and with that yeah so thank you my twitter and as always uh, try and be nice to each other and um yeah let's not get cancelled all right bye